Jacinda Ardern. While you get to walk down the aisle this summer and marry the love of your life, I will still be mourning mine. When you start the new year with your baby and husband, I have to learn to start again. How do you sleep at night knowing families are torn apart, people are losing jobs, people are injured and people are dying because of rules that you have put in place? How many people and our future generation are we going to lose until these mandates are removed? When will you stop working around statistics and start listening to your people? We are real and not just pawns in your game of destruction. If we weren't forced into making a choice between our jobs, incomes and livelihoods, he could still be alive. and were told about these side effects, he could still be alive. I really did believe that the government was doing what was best for us and I was scared of COVID and we, yeah, I, we were, we were scared of not being able to live our lives and have our wedding. We didn't want to change our wedding plans and yeah, we just, we knew we had to get it. Uh, but we just didn't know the risks of what could happen if we knew that we wouldn't have we wouldn't have got it. Rory got his vaccination on the fifth of November. We were out um, joining our new bank uh, for our new mortgage. Uh, and we just walked past a, a walk-in pharmacy and decided that it, he needed to get it. Um, he knew he needed to get it, um, but he had been very hesitant. Uh, so we went in and he had it done. And then that night he complained to my dad about a funny feeling in his chest. Uh, then we didn't hear about it for a few days and then he complained to me and he said to me that he had a funny feeling in his chest and uh, like heart flutters. Um, both of us told him that he should go to the doctor but he just 
thought he had anxiety. We did have a lot going on at the time. And those symptoms came and went every few days. They'd go a few days without them and then they would randomly come back. Um, but because they weren't there all of the time, we didn't think that it was going to be something serious. Um, and then on the 17th of November, which was 12 days later, we were out for a beer with Rory's sister and just chatting to her about what we were going to do for Christmas and everything was normal. Uh, and then we went home and went, I went to bed. Rory stayed up late. I don't know what time he did come to bed. Um, but I know that he was very up and down during the night. And at 3am I heard him get up because our bedroom door squeaked uh, as he shut the door. So I got up and I said to him, are you okay? And he just said, I've just got a really funny feeling in my chest. And I said, is it sore? And he said, it's not sore, it's just uncomfortable. And I said, shall we go to the hospital? And he said, yeah, I think we should go. And um, I went to go and put my jacket on and he said, I'm just gonna quickly use the bathroom. And within a few seconds, I just, I heard a noise and I heard him drop to the ground. And I ran to the bathroom and I was screaming, Rory, Rory but he wouldn't answer me. So I called 111 and I had to stay on the phone to them for the 12 minutes that it took for them to get there. And they told me to have a look and try get into the bathroom and I couldn't because his weight was up against the door. But I could see through the crack in the door he was gone and the paramedics got there and worked on him for 40 minutes but they couldn't bring him back I got nothing to worry about when you're by my side. so Rory died of uh, myocarditis uh, he also had pericarditis induced by the vaccine Yeah, so myocarditis is inflammation of the heart muscle uh, and pericarditis is inflammation of the sac around the heart uh, and yeah, most of the symptoms with those are um, dizziness, palpitations, racing heart, uh, short of breath, tiredness, yeah. He wasn't told of any of the side effects, he wasn't given the pamphlet, he wasn't even given the card that they usually get. Um, but no, he wasn't told about anything. I mean, if he was, he would have went to the hospital straight away if he knew the severity that it could cause. If he thought he was going to die, he would have went to the hospital. Or he didn't have any underlying health conditions. This was solely caused from the vaccine.
My questions to the government would be, why are we continuing with mandates when there has been deaths? And why are we not hearing about all of these serious injuries? I know personally up to, I know probably 10 people that I've spoken with personally that have myo or pericarditis. Why are they saying it's rare? Why are they saying it's mild? They're downplaying everything. And it's just lies. People should not be forced to do this. The mandates need to be removed. We shouldn't be choosing between our jobs and putting something in our bodies. It's, it should be a choice. Someone has died now. It, it just should be a choice. I'm scared for the children. I'm scared about what's going to happen and there's a lot of things that aren't released in the media. Um, I've been talking to real people who have injuries or have known someone that's passed away and I'm scared for the children. This is, it's, it's not something that you want to put in your child. They have a better chance of fighting this virus. I have been dealing with a lot of online bullying, um, especially in that first week after Rory passed away. Um, people weren't believing my story. Um, they were saying really atrocious things like I killed him and um, that the vaccine finished him off and just really insensitive things. Um, I've been called probably every name under the sun while I was trying to plan my partner's funeral and just deal with my grief and shock. Um, and even still with the proof in the autopsy report, I've still got people bullying me and abusing me online and saying I'm a liar. And I just think that people, some people are just in such denial that this was our house that we had purchased um, out in Tyremouth. Um, I didn't think that I'd ever come back out here, so I'm feeling really sad that we didn't get to do this. <laughs> I really know what else to say, I just... It's just so unfair. We chose this house because we just love it out here. We, we came out here like every second day to walk the dogs at, at the beach and we'd just drive around the, the little town and say, God, we wish we could live here, it's so nice. And, one time when we were driving out here, um, we just came past this house and we saw it was for sale and we thought, 
oh God, we love it, but I bet we can't afford it. And then we applied and we, we could buy it. And so we did. Yeah, mum and dad, uh, my parents were gonna buy the property next door um, to build their house that they wanted to retire in. We were gonna live next door to each other and the grandkids would have been able to go between the two houses. So I actually met the owners at uh, the Dunedin March and I did a speech there and they came up to me afterwards and embraced me and we all just started crying and they just said that they wanted Rory and I to have this house so bad and that if someone offered them twice as much they would have said no. They just really wanted us to have it. Rory had one of those laughs that just made everyone else laugh and quite often he would say something really awkward or something that maybe shouldn't have been said but he always got away with it because he'd laugh and that would make everyone else laugh. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just beautiful laugh. I miss it. The first moment that I met Rory was when we were 14. Um, he was my first boyfriend uh, and we dated for about a year and a half um, back then and then we broke up and got together again um, six years ago. Uh, so we met up again just on a night out at a bar and we were like, it's you. And then we ended up sitting down and chatting for a few hours and, and then it started um, yeah, we got back together. The night we got engaged, Rory was so nervous and he drove me all over town for hours and hours and just kept putting it off. And I knew it was coming. I, we actually planned the wedding um, before we got our engagement ring. Um, but he still wanted it to be some sort of surprise. So he sort of waited a while to give it to me. Um, but yeah, we drove around for about two hours and he took me to this really misty spot on a hill where it was a lookout and we couldn't even see anything because it was too cloudy. And um, he said, oh my God, Ash, we've got a flat tire. And I was like, you're kidding. And he said, can you please come help me get off the get the tire off and change it and i was like oh my god okay so i got out of the car and um instantly stood in a puddle that engulfed my shoes and i was swearing and going oh, rory <laughs> and then i got to the back of the car and he popped the question and had a bunch of dead roses that he brought at the supermarket um <laughs> and gave those to me, how romantic. And then we sat there and drank a beer and had a little cry. And This was one of our beautiful engagement presents from Rory's sister. She had actually decorated our whole house um, with photos of Rory and I and fairy lights. Um, 
and we came back there after he popped the question um, and had a big celebration with all of our families uh, and this was yeah one of the beautiful things that she did for us which is really special to have now I planned the wedding mostly um, I ran everything by him and he would just say yep <laughs> but everything was planned and booked um, so it's yeah it's been really heartbreaking having to go and cancel all of that planned our wedding uh, and then yeah so we were meant to be getting married in March um, on the 26th um, and we'd also just brought our dream home out by the beach um, in Tyree Mouth where we were both planning to work from home or he was studying some um, hydraulic design alongside with his plumbing he was willing to do the learning for that for free uh, just because he was so determined and he just really wanted to get into it. He was always working and always talking about work. Um, he was always helping everyone else out with their plumbing um, and if he wasn't doing that he was doing his studying for his hydraulic design um, but yeah he just absolutely loved work. He was so determined to do well in life um, yeah, he just um, loved it. So he was playing rugby um, this year, just got back into it and injured himself straight away. Um, <laughs> but he still loved rugby, yeah, and the whole culture around it, the drinking and partying afterwards in the club rooms and with all the boys, yeah, he loved it still definitely enjoyed a good night out like overall we were quite um like an old married couple and would rather sit home and drink cups of tea and watching netflix but we did still love a good night out when we did go out it would always be big um, and yeah we both ended up usually um looking after each other on the same level and it was yeah we had a lot of good times out drinking and with our friends We are at my auntie and uncle's house uh, which is where all my things are being stored in their three garages. Uh, obviously Rory and I were expecting to move into our next home but because my life has been turned upside down I've just got all of our belongings in storage at the moment. I'm living with my parents at the moment uh, in their lounge there isn't really enough room for me at their house so yeah unfortunately I don't have my own bedroom at the moment uh, but hopefully I'll be able to buy another place uh, myself soon. Yeah this is garage number one which has a whole lot of my furniture inside 
Um, and then there are two garages down this way that also have um, a lot of our furniture and then just all of our belongings, all of Rory's clothes and everything are down there. I couldn't bear to choose what to keep and part with yet so I've just kept everything and it's all um, in storage in my auntie's garage there. Starting our big growing family of animals, we had three cats and two dogs. Yeah, so Rory loved our dogs so much. Uh, Sharpay Frankie was his girl. Um, so she's really sad, lost at the moment without him. And um, she, yeah, I find her a bit hard work. She doesn't listen to me. She always listened to Rory. He would usually, um, he would, yeah, sometimes walk the dogs on his own, but we'd usually take them out to Tyremouth together um, to the beach there and let them off for a good run. Yeah, he loved it. When I started um, Rory's story online, my main focus was to get awareness out there about um, vaccine side effects and just educate people on when they will need to go to the hospital if they do decide to get the vaccine. Um, but over time, my sort of motive behind that has changed a little bit. Um, the other thing was, I, I did it because I wanted answers about his death um, and I wanted them quick. Um, so we've got that now, which is really good. Um, but yeah, over time it sort of changed and, and now I really want to be a part of getting these mandates removed. Um, yeah, I really want them removed and I will not stop until they are. I've also had people who are vaccine injured and people who have also lost someone from the vaccine um, which yeah it's it's nice to hear their stories but I do wish that they would go public with them I think it's really important that these stories come out um, even just injuries um, any vaccine injury I just think everyone should be talking about what's happening right now um, but I have had some who have told me that they are scared of the backlash and the online bullying but 
it's just so worth it to do because it just gets more awareness out there and opens people's minds up to what's really going on. I will not stop fighting for you, Rory, not until this madness is put to an end. So I ended up writing an email to Jacinda Ardern on Sunday um, telling her that I think that Rory's death needs to be acknowledged. Uh, I, me and his family need to be acknowledged for what we're going through because of this vaccine. And um, at the end of the email, I said, this warrants a response from you or Ashley Bloomfield. She then had someone called Tim call me last night um, who agreed with me uh, five weeks later and said, you do need to be acknowledged. Uh, they are sending down some government officials to have a meeting with me and answer my questions. And I do have some uh, sometime in the new year. Um, but yeah, it's taken five weeks to get any acknowledgement from the government and I believe that they've known for a very long time how Rory died, um, a lot longer before we knew.